What's up, Ragnar Runner? I am Sarah Albanawi, and I am a Ragnar Relay Ambassador. Consider me your top resource for your travel tips, packing, team building, or information about the venue, anything Ragnar. Find me at Sarah Albanawi on Instagram. Save 10% at registration by using my ambassador code SAAMB22. Okay, Sarah, let's talk about Richmond Ragnar Trail. Let's, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> what month was that? Also, um, April? It was, yeah, end of April. All right, cool. So which team were you on there? Um, I was with Drinkers and Foodies with the Running Addiction. I was actually captain of one of their teams. Okay, captain. So what are some of the responsibilities that come with being a captain? Well, you put the team together, collect registration, um, you know, if there's any organization, runner assignment. Um, well, hold on, you're getting a little high speed now. When you say you kind of, you put the team together, how did you find your teammates? So, I'm part of Drinkers and Foodies, and um, so Donna had like the first team, and she wanted to do a, a competitive team and a non-competitive team, so I was captain of the non-competitive team, and there were already people on the team. And then we kind of recruited more people to complete like an eight-people team. What would be what would be a competitive team versus a non-competitive team? A competitive team, they're trying to go fast, go like run as fast as they can. Lots and of experience. And lots of experience with trail running and uh, being on point basically with like being a transition. And uh, they want a place. They want for a second or third place. Oh, that's awesome. And then a non-competitive team is more like, I'm just trying this for the first time or... Yeah, I'm trying to finish the race. I want to run it. Um, we try to make it as fast as we can, but there's no rush. So you're really captain. So so recruiting a team was probably pretty easy because of the running club you were in. Yep. Okay. And then when it comes to like runner assignments, how do you handle that? Um, so we had a, like a last minute dropout because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So we have, and, and there was someone that volunteered to come on the team, but they had to leave by Saturday morning. So I had to put them runner one or two. I had somebody ask for a runner one. So like, it just, it depends for me. I ran last year. I ran Richmond. Um, I was runner seven and I started running the yellow line, the yellow loop at sunrise. It was the most beautiful scene I've seen. Like, and I was like, I was hoping to plan it that way, but I was running with slower runners. So, by the time I ran my yellow loop, it was already the sun was already out um, this year. But it's okay. I still enjoyed it. It was still beautiful. It was still by the lake. So that's fun. That's fun. What is what is your favorite position to run? Um, There's eight different positions. I like to be like I like to go either first or second. Why? Um, just kind of like as a captain, it makes it easier to kind of like focus on the team for the rest of the time and like help people with organization if anybody needs help. Um, I'm actually uh, in like real life. I'm a massage therapist. So. <laughs> real life. <laughs> Outside Ragnar. Outside Ragnar. So to me, I think about oh, did you stretch? Let's stretch you. And I've been trying to like. Um, encourage people to do pay enough stretching which is like it takes two to do it and it you know there's like you know you push and pull and right. that helps the hamstring kind of like oh, you yeah. know stretch really well before you go to your next run um, so we did that I did that with them but runner seven and kind of like waiting by the time I got to my my turn to run I was exhausted right um, so that that's why I prefer to be like in the front end of the runner assignment I, I think I've captained close to 20 of the 30 that I've done. And I have a whole system for 
being a captain, and I've coached other captains on how to be a captain, oh, how, nice. to, how to set these standards. Just I've I've been able to, I guess, smooth out any potential headache, right? Just okay. to like, you're not on the team unless you pay. Actually, I'll invite you to be on the team if I want to run with you because you're an experienced Ragnar. And what was really great, I'd say, in the last eight of eight, or maybe even the eight, eight last eight or nine of the ones that I Ragnar'd. I said, I only am Ragnaring with people with Ragnar experience. You talk about <laughs> cutting down on challenges and drama. It was, it was perfect. And um, so I've always loved being the captain. Um, and then at the same time, I like being runner one because you can kind of go out and set the pace and get fired up. Mm-hmm. And be, by being early in the run, if you're somebody who has the endurance or the experience to do more than three legs, if somebody got hurt down the road, you'd be able to fill in yeah. in the last cycle of laps. That um, makes sense. But then at the same time, it's also good to be the anchor. Because mm-hmm. I feel like all the glory is carried in with the anchor on the final loop. Absolutely. And no matter who you are, your last loop, the last runner is always faster because you know you you have the energy of the entire team pushing yeah. you. So I like being in the front and I like being in the back. So I definitely get that. Um, let's talk about the course, though. So green, yellow, red, what do you remember of it? Um, so I think green and red kind of, and they, they were the same for about a mile or two miles. And then you kind of go off the red, of course, going up hills. Um, honestly, the hills were fun. Um, it was, it was not bad. There was a lot of switchbacks, which I like, cause I feel like I'm playing. I'm just kind of like right. tiptoeing around the woods. And <laughs> Well, hold on. Let, let's, let's go ahead and pause. There's a piece of advice that I give every person on my team. Okay. There's one crucial Richmond piece of advice. And that is, so now yellow goes off the opposite direction. So the green and the red, as you start, you, you shoot down a hill. Mm-hmm. Out, of, out of the chute, you go right down a hill. And that's on gravel. And it, it banks to the right. And then it curves around to the left on a um, kind of like a bridge. Yeah, but it's still gravel. Like you go mm-hmm. after the bridge, you continue yeah. gravel for a while. And right after the bridge, about 40 meters later, 50 meters later, you start to do a little bit of a climb. Mm-hmm. But it's enough of a climb that if you're not really aware, you can redline. And if it's hot enough out in time of day, you definitely don't want to redline your heart rate on the first climb of a yeah. five, six-mile course, right? right. Um, so I always tell everybody, just... Just suck up your pride, jog to the hill, walk the hill. Once that first hill's out of the way, you can run any race you want to. But that hill is the great equalizer on green and red. That very first, it's not even that dramatic. Yeah. But you got all this hyped up energy to go out on your lap and your yeah. heart rate's up and boom, you head out and you're running a 120. And next thing you know, you're, you're at a 145 on the flat. And then your heart rate bumps up in the 160, 175, 180 range right. just for one dumb Hill, yeah. hill at the very beginning of the loop and then yeah. you could be really really smoked if you're yeah. not able to bring your heart rate back down so first piece of advice that kevin brackens will give you is dude just walk the first hill it'll be okay it, yeah it's just I, I agree with you and i think that also like i found out that starting with a slower pace from the beginning and just kind of trying to maintain it that kind of goes along the lines of what you're saying how was the and, weather doing this um it was it was good actually it was um it was in the 60s it wasn't bad at all um i think it got a little bit like kind of muggy towards then but it wasn't bad at all that's really really good mm-hmm. we were there um year one we were plagued by 
three or four severe thunderstorms. Oh, I remember I heard that. Like yeah. the tents were kind of like sliding and stuff. Yeah, and it, we were at the bottom of a hill, so all the water like flowed yeah. right to us. And, and it was okay. We, we survived it because we'd been through West Virginia the year before, which mm. was like a, like a tornado came through camp. It was pretty insane. But um, I think it was year three. Cause I've done it six years, I believe. Maybe five years. I don't even know. But mm. year, year two... We were ready for rain. Man, we were ready for every storm yeah. because of the year before. We're like, okay, we're totally, yeah. we know what we're doing this time. <laughs> we get there and it's record highs. It's like 92 degrees. It hasn't rained in a week. Yeah. And it wasn't even planning on raining. But the pollen that was coming off of the trees oh, fell like rain. It would collect on your clothes. You'd see it on your eyelashes. And everybody had pollen-induced coughing fits the entire race. You're like... How could I prepare for that? No, yeah, you can't prepare for it. There was a lot of pollen. Yeah, I remember that. And then a lot of people were like, you know, coughing using like, you know, allergy medicine and stuff because of the pollen. Oh, yeah. allergy medicine would be my advice for this. But that's later on in the podcast. So what runner were you for this one? I was runner seven. You were runner seven. Okay. So that would be uh, green, red, yellow? Yes. Green, red, yellow. Nice. So green, nice and easy, runs by the uh, waterfall. Mm-hmm. And then you're just kind of coasting around on some really easy groomed trails. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit rooty on, there's a little bit of an annoying climb. I really like the finish of Richmond. Yeah. Of the green and the red because you kind of run parallel a little mm. bit and then you actually link right up together. Yeah. And it's then all of a sudden you're, rush, you're, you're running with more people. Yes, exactly. And the funny thing was uh, when I was running and I was like, it was beginning of the rail, as soon as I started like into the green on it, like separate from the red, um, I tripped on like a big route that I, I definitely didn't see. And I started flying. I like, I saw my head hitting that big tree like in my face and I'm like, okay, I gotta think quick, I gotta think quick. There was like a tree, a smaller tree, which I could put my hand around it. And I held on to that with both hands and it kind of like pivoted around that tree and it didn't fall. And it started like sliding on my feet. Like my feet finally hit the ground and it was sliding down and I'm like, and there was nobody there to see this? <laughs> I avoided a, like a traumatic event. I am so proud of myself. It's <laughs> so exciting. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's one of those falls when you like are just stumbling forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like I survived. <laughs> that's the thing about Richmond is that the course isn't technical enough for you to pay attention to. Exactly. So then the dumbest things reach out and just trip you. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So then uh, lap two was uh, the red. red at night. How did that go? Um, so I, I don't know, like night for me freaks me out cause I don't like the dark. Since I was a kid, I don't know. I'm like 41. I still don't like the dark. So, um, I, when I started, I was like thinking about, okay, I'm going to take it easy. And then that big hill started coming up and I was just like trying to go like run, but like kind of take it easy, not, not go fast. Um, not burn myself is from the beginning. And I saw this, like. I don't know if it was a person at that moment. I'm like, it doesn't look like a person, but there was light and there was reflective stuff on it. And I'm like, is that like a human or not? So I was like, slowly approach that person <laughs> or whatever that was entity. And I'm like, please God be a human, please God be a human. And then I'm like, hello, are you okay? And it was a person with like very dim lights. She did not have a lot of lights. She was really, really upset. And I was like, oh, are you okay? And then she looked at me like, she was not even blinking 
and she reached out and she was trying to like high five me or something and she was wearing gloves and I was like it freaked me out like for one second I'm like please just be a human so I touched her and it was a human and she was like they did not wake me up to eat my food before my night run and she oh. was so mad <laughs> I didn't even get to tinkle and like, oh no <laughs> I felt so bad so like like I was trying to like kind of cheer her up. I'm like, hey, you're here. You made it. Good for you. Like it's the woods. You know, if you need to tinkle, you know, <laughs> just go ahead and take care of business. She's like, no, I'm not gonna do it. So I'm like, so I started to like kind of like talk to her, and she's like, go. Don't wait for me. Like don't don't waste your time on me. I'm like, no. I there's a reason why I passed you. And we started talking a little bit. So she's like, you encouraged me. Why don't you go ahead and start running and I'll run behind you. And then she started running and then she tripped and fell. And she's like, I told you I can't run. Just go, just go. I'm like, okay, I hope you have a better run. Enjoy it. And it was a long one. So it's like about 6.5, I think, or something. And I was just like, you know, I kind of kind of took off. But um, yeah, I guess like I just bring it to my side, I track these things because I'm scared at night and I'm like, I'm assuming everything is, is a ghost and <laughs> but I still go, I still go, like I have my light, I have my music and I try to like just focus on that. We're talking about Pocahontas State Park in Richmond, there's, there's no Bigfoots <laughs> out there, there's no no Yetis, there's no ghosts I don't think, but that's, that, that's really funny and, and when you come across runners having their own journey, sometimes there's crying, sometimes yeah. there's bleeding. Sometimes there's skinned up whatever, and you're like, you good? We doing this? <laughs> Come on, let's go, let's go. You know, so I, it's really good to check on people and to, um, it's part of the Ragnar safety briefing is when you see somebody hurt, you got to get the word back to somebody or you got to use your cell phone and stuff like that. So it's yeah. really good to check on people. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was on red, I guess it was last year, and, um, this guy, I had I had headphones in, and I wasn't being passed. And because there's so many switchbacks on red, you can't tell when a runner's coming up to you because you're just busy because there's yeah. lights everywhere because mm -hmm. it, it's there's not much uh, brush, so you just see headlamps going in different directions the whole time. And you stay yeah. on your trail. Um, this guy smashes into me. Oh. Okay, and I would consider myself a Clydesdale runner. Mm -hmm. I'm not small. <laughs> I'm not the traditional runner build, which would be a little little skinny guy, you yeah. know. This guy crashes into me and then cusses me for having my headphones in because he said he gave me warning. Oh. And I said, I didn't hear you, and I apologized to him. Then he ran his mouth at me. Oh. And in runner combat, quote-unquote combat, if you will, I was like, I, I had choice words for him. And my last mile and a half of the of the red loop was so fast trying to catch him <laughs> he ran and he ran and ran and ran and ran and i was i was like this son of a bitch <laughs> i was hoping he was waiting for me at the finish line so we could finish our conversation but i he he was not he, he was not as polite as you but he literally crashed into me and he didn't knock me down because oh, i'm 210 yeah. pounds <laughs> lumbering up and down ravines um but it Anyways, that was not very Ragnarian of him. No, it, it's, no. Let's talk some trash about Richmond for a second. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Richmond has a lot of great runners in the city itself. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, it's a fast community. You definitely are struggling to put together a team that will genuinely win at the Richmond Ragnar mm -hmm. because there's so many running clubs, so many running stores, and really, really fast. Um, 
I just encourage them to recognize your size. Yeah. You're not, you're a really good runner, which means you're not my size. Mm -hmm. And don't be hollering curse words back at me just because you're getting away. Yeah. But I never found them. Not that I would have done anything. I'm freaking 50 years old. So, but the point is, though. You didn't get closure? No, I had no closure, and my ego was really uh, dented, but I ran a really fast last lap. So, if you saw him, what would you have said to him? I think I would have just gotten really macho in his face yeah. and saying, you got anything else to say there, Chief? <laughs> because, you know, the, the, the 60 pounds of weight that I have on him. Yeah. But, who knows? I'm not saying I'm all that. I was just, I was pissed off, fired up, on red loop. And somebody literally crashed into me yeah, and I had, was... I had words for him. Mm. But so no, it's, I didn't even play it out that far in my head. I was so, <laughs> I had so much adrenaline, but I can thank him for probably a PR on that, on that, on that course. Oh, Cha that's awesome. Chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So, um, in your preparation for going to a race like Richmond, you'd already done it once before. So you'd already learned some lessons in your first year. Uh, what were some things that you had that really worked out well that you were prepared for? So as I told you, it was my first time captaining, so I had to think about, okay, canopy, I, I want to make sure that all my like mem team members have tents, people are flying in, so I wanted to make sure that they have tents, some people didn't have like, you know, a sleeping bag, so I had to kind of find that, because Donna, Donna Wu, so she's like the, the one who created um, Drinkers and Foodies, she has a lot of gear, and she's like, well, let me know what you need, so I had to grab a few things from her, and then one other runner that was... Um, uh, was with us. She worked in a place that she can have. She has access to gear that she was able to bring. So she brought us like a couple of tents and a couple of um, um, like mats. That kind of helped out. And then just kind of double check. Um, I had to do like the runner's assignment, and then we had to like kind of change that because we lost a runner. Um, but one thing that actually happened, and it kind of made it very frustrating for me as a captain, first time captain, and like not a lot of experience too, was like my first two runners, no, actually my first runner and my last runner, they decided to stay at a hotel nearby. They didn't want to stay in the campsite. And that, I, I was so scared. I was like, listen, you want to do that, that's on you. But if you're not, but at the transition at 7.15, which our launch time is 7.30, I'm gonna put somebody else on, on. So, so she was there, and you know, and it was, it was challenging for me to kind of like not have two runners at you know we're together because like we eat together, we do stuff together, we help out around the camp and it's stuff. Part of, part of the bonding, yeah. Yeah. So kind of like that experience was missed and lacking, but I feel like. Um, you know, one of my really good friends on Drinkers of Food is James. He's like, you know, let her experience Ragnar the way she wants to. As long as she's there, reliable, it's fine. So, like, that kind of, like, those words kind of helped me calm down because, like, you're not in control of anything. Like, you got to just kind of roll with the punches and you got to, like, hmm. deal with what you have. Um, she did not miss a transition. Sarah, you are there. wonderful. <laughs> you're, just, you're just a wonderful, kind captain you're so nice <laughs> i know you probably don't agree with me <laughs> well i i totally agree and i'm happy that everything worked out on the team yeah but a lot could have gone wrong oh absolutely i, I was uh, like freaking out i did not sleep a wink like the whole time right because these two people decided to act like they wanted to stay in a hotel and although that's it's not that big a deal you know each running club approaches ragnar differently and I'm not sure how drinkers and foodies for the running addiction 
Oh, that problem. won't fly by and like Donna and Andy's team. It's like, you know, we, we it's like a very tight, like we stay together, we go together, we right. die together. It's like, right. <laughs> right. So when you're filling other teams, there's the, the two versions. One is you have you and your whole running crew who know each other, understand what the expectations are. But then when you start bringing in the mercenaries, absolutely, they're just not that cool. They're just there to get their, to get their medal and to get that race done and whatnot. And people that come in, like the people that are the, the wild cards, the ones that are flying in or driving in, they might not show up at all. They, yeah. They're typically the ones that just don't even post and you're short a runner, which is the worst. Um, when I'm a captain, I make sure it's well known that you have to be there for the start. Mm-hmm. You have to be there the night before mm-hmm. and you have to stay until the finish. And I, I get a, you know, a verbal agreement that they're under, they understand that is the situation. I'm also kind of hard that once you've paid, there is no getting your money back, whether you can do it or not. Yeah. Additionally, again, opposite of how nice you are, I don't give the refund, but um, let's say you're on my team and you've paid and you can't go because of whatever issue it is, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, um, I find the teammate that I want to race with. Yeah, I don't, you're not going to ask let you, you to do that. Yeah. I don't ask you to do it because I don't know what goon you're going to bring on my team. Exactly. No, I totally get it. And I have, like, you know, a lot of room for improvement. It was oh. my first experience. I wasn't criticizing. I was just saying, <laughs> no, but people can be nice and everything can work out just nice. I like to keep a, a very tight template. Mm-hmm. For, I totally agree. For success. I was yeah. trying to go that way, but I didn't want to be. Uh, and we mostly we were like all an all women's team, so it just like also the dynamic is different when men are in the mix. So it was just kind of like trying to be as you know cordial, as polite, and also like so. I'm the second runner who was like on hold to be the first runner, she kind of got frustrated, so I had to calm her down. Like, totally. Hey, this is your race to enjoy it. Thank you so much for jumping in. She actually finished Ragnar with us, Richmond Ragnar. She was second runner. She left and she did a 5K that day and then a half marathon Sunday. Um, so I was so happy to have her. She's like badass. That's like, awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was fun. It was. It was an experience. <laughs> so, so the successes you had was um, your preparation to be captain to help make sure you had all the right. Uh, equipment for the people who were traveling in and, absolutely and it didn't have the right tents or sleeping bag that's great and then the challenges would be the um the lack of the lack of um commitment from other set people. expectations as to how we're all going to be on a quote-unquote team yep yeah that's cool those are great things yeah. so the last part is two pieces of advice for anybody specifically going to ragnar richmond trail be there early. Why is that? Because I feel like the good spots go really quickly. We were not there on time to get our like regular spot, which is like by the trees, by the pool. We were like out there in the sun a little bit because um, I think that that kind of makes a difference. For... Well, we need to break it down. Break it down for <laughs> brackets here. So there's a designated spot for large running clubs like foodies, drinkers, foodies, of... drinkers and foodies mm-hmm. with a running mm-hmm. addiction. And our team, RWB, mm-hmm. and sometimes Bros and Bras gets let in over on the bigger group side. But that's usually with a bunch of ambassadors that brought a bunch of teams. Mm-hmm. If you're over, that's a VIP. I'm going to call it VIP. Well, we were there. That's right. <laughs> then there's Gen Pop, which is this giant field that's next to a pond. Oh, yeah. But you're that. right. You mm-hmm. better get there early. 
Um, and this is another one of those races where it really benefits to have a cart, right? You, you always have to have a cart. For trail, you always have to have a cart. Like, I actually, just because I'm captain, Donna's like, you got to get your own cart. You got to get it. I'm like, Donna, I'm captaining for you, buddy. And um, yes, I'm, and I actually ended up getting my own canopy and I ordered my cart, but it didn't come in time for, for Richmond. So I went and I was like, I asked, um, like, and it was just, I didn't know if I, ha I can or not, but I asked one of like the people from Ragnar and I'm like, can I borrow, please? I have so many things. And they, they gave me the, the buggy and I just got my stuff. And That's so awesome. <laughs> Good for you. Because staff are very helpful. Like if you ask, they're going to help you if they can. So it was just like, you know, one last trip. I put everything in and I'm like, oh my God, I was captain. And like, you know, also one of the things is like my team kind of like all of them they had to like disperse really quickly so i'm like i ended up with one of the rwb people like helping me kind of lug my stuff back so i'm like i think i need to be a little bit more firm when i'm captain next time you know to do that make uh, sure that we're here until the end everybody has mm. to help everybody has to prep you know carry so totally right yeah and that's uh it's so tough with mercenaries it's just so <laughs> tough because mercenaries just God bless them. They filled your team, but they're they're on the move. They're they have flights exactly. to catch. All that stuff. So I've, I've been on both sides of that. So the first piece of advice would be to get there early. Assume the gate opens at two or three. You'd want to be in line an hour to an hour and a half early. Early, which means you're trying to beat bros and bras there. Because we're traditionally in the first three all the time, just oh, to nice. get into the park yeah. even. Um, and then the best camp spots. I think are right next to the stairs. The pool. No, oh, no. Oh, over you're in Gen about, Pop, oh, over okay, by the Gen pond. Oh, okay. Yeah, by the pool. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I've stairs. never camped on the pool side. Mm. Um, all right, cool. Second piece of advice. What would you say? Um, I don't know. I think Richmond was one of the beautiful ones that you should enjoy. Just like you know, um, like as a runner, it's not a tough course. Um, so just enjoy it. I feel like. Because, like, I was bracing myself for Zion right. <laughs> coming up. So. I would say that I have two pieces of advice for Richmond in particular. One is the red loop there, I think, is six yeah, miles, like, on the dot. They mm -hmm. say it's 6.2 or 5.7. It yeah, always ranges, dot, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Six miles at night on trail that you're not familiar with can be quite a long time. Mm -hmm. My advice is take your perfectly charged perfectly performing headlamp oh yeah and then take a backup because Absolutely. you could be out there a really long time and the red loop on richmond is a very dark very dark loop i'd say for any any like any night run that it should be the case but yeah especially for the red and mm -hmm. the six miles so. and then the second piece of advice i have for richmond is um allergy medicine even if you don't have allergies spring in richmond in the mid-atlantic like that will bust you up with pollen and you'll have you won't even know you're having an allergy attack and you're mm -hmm. having it you just made me think of one more thing oh sure What's check that? for texts when you get ticks? home <laughs> oh god yeah. yeah it was it was yeah a couple yeah. of people got them so it's just i think in general if you're camping out in the woods you need to watch out still it's that. a very good reminder yeah. the um let's talk about how hard uh richmond ragnar is on the scale uh, one being the easiest Ragnar you've done, or five being the hardest Ragnar? I want to say like two and a half, like maybe okay. um, that would be kind of, yeah, there were hills. It was not e like easy, but um, 
but it was fun. I, I loved like the switchbacks with both red and um, some of the green, um, minus the, the trip and almost hit my head on the tree. But <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would put it personally at a one and a half. Oh, okay. I find it to be. Um, on the easier side. On the easier side, and and just not quite as um, climactic as other. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, yeah. it, it it checked the box for getting a local metropolitan Ragnar done. Yeah. You know, and, and Richmond's a great town to have it. It's got mm -hmm. close to DC. Um, it's a fast racing field. Yeah. And uh, but the allergies. Of course, rain, mm -hmm. and because the night lake could be very, very long, definitely a backup headlamp. Backup, no. yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you're looking to, if you're out there listening to this and you're looking to crash into me again, come and find me, buddy. I'm watching for you. Is there anything else we need to uh, talk about for Richmond? No, just go do it. It's awesome. That's great. Mm -hmm. All right, on to the next one. All right. This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa Knott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for both business and personal needs. Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown locations. Check out our website at www.bankatcity.com.